Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 14th of February, 2022. It's Valentine's Day. This is the COB. All the stuff you love about business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, did you have a good anniversary? Are you feeling in love today? Uh, always feeling in love and looking forward to getting home to uh, see my wonderful wife and uh, beautiful family and uh, everything else. I hope all the lovers out there are having a, an equally special day. Yeah, um, restaurants no doubt will be busy, maybe a bit more spending on services <laughs> coming through as a result of these. What? It's not really a holiday, is it? All right, what was there to love about the market today? I'll get you through the final figures. We saw the uh, S&P ASX 200 finishing up just about two-tenths of a percent, 7,400 31. So week to date, we're relatively flat. I know, I know it's just two days, but uh, making up for some of yesterday's losses. Uh, look, Scotty, what do you make of the sort of waning that we saw through the afternoon? It, it, it's got to be a reflection of, you know, the fact we've got a very big inflation rate due out in the U.S. tonight. Yeah, look, uh, looking at the volumes going through on U.S. markets overnight, I reckon if I got in the market, I could probably go and move a few stocks around. It was uh, it was pretty light out there, so I'm um, haven't looked at the final figures today, but I can imagine it'll be pretty pretty light on as well when it comes to the uh, the volume being traded around these uh, big risk events. Not only the other inflation report tonight, but the likes of CBA and other big boppers tomorrow on the reporting season calendar. So not surprising to go and see a bit of a you know, trepidation and uh, no follow through buying. Uh, after that pretty nice pop on the open. Yeah, uh, let's go to reporting season then. Uh, we did have some big companies reporting today. A CSL is obviously the biggest. Uh, underlying profit was up. I did see a bit of cost pressure coming through and costs associated with that Vifor acquisition. But hey, look, the market liked it. If you take its outperformance as any indication, up by seven-tenths of 1%. Uh, elsewhere, we had... You know, we've, we had Challenger up by 4%. We had, um, what else in terms of reporting season up today? Well, well, Sims Metal Group, when I read it and wrote the story for our on air today, Scotty, I thought, oh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty brutal uh, report coming through. Uh, but the share price popped. So goes to show what I know, or actually um, goes to show, I suppose, when expectations are very low, what can happen with these share price reactions? It does, but then in contrast, do we dare go and talk about Temple and Webster? Well, let's go. I there, knew then. exactly when I was writing that one. I, I knew exactly when I was writing that one up because conveniently in the uh, the document that they were you know, releasing to the market and uh, the the one that the short one that most people would go and look at, 
They didn't go and include that uh, no customer numbers, active customer numbers were declining uh, relative to the prior quarter. And uh, they snuck in there that uh, training conditions in the early parts of 2023 were softer, but made sure that, you know, to reinforce the point that it was uh, you know, reflecting maybe a higher base effect from the Omicron variant. Huh. Nah, the market yeah. didn't buy it and uh, the share price reaction down 26%. My goodness. Ugly, ugly looking chart. Yeah, pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, to your point, we can never trust those big, bold headlines, can we, at the top of these reports? You know, not throwing shade on any investor relations or communications people. I mean, that's what happens, but you do have to read the report and trust the market reaction. Breville Group was one in the retail space that I didn't think was that bad when I first read it either. However, market uh, reaction is down by 5% because it's the devil in the detail, isn't it? It's, you know, talking about inventory levels, all of the rest of it, where you see inflation going, you know, global business, and, and really just... It, you know, the sentiment for retailers have changed. And I had a good chat with Steve Johnson from Forager Funds Management. Um, I believe it will be available via the show notes. His point was that we had seen the retail stocks rally, you know, into this reporting season over the past few months. So he reckons there's got to be a lot more bad news priced in before any of these companies are, you know, even looking good value. And that was uh, in keeping with a conversation I had with Wim Steamers from AL Capital this morning. You know, a lot of these retailers, and Sean Hickman, actually, from Market Matters, gosh, there's the narrative for today, saying, look, like, it's not as if these retailers, for all of the bad news that is yet still to come with these interest rates rising, you know, it's not been priced in. Yeah. It's also a nice reminder as well that uh, a lot of the trends we're seeing in those services side uh, companies as well, the boom times we're seeing in so many of those areas, are they going to last as well? I remember a few people saying exactly the same thing about all these goods retailers and how we're going to have uh, no structural shifts in, uh, in consumer behavior as a result of the pandemic. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, it was interesting in the Seven West Media result today, uh, it was pointed out that uh, Travel advertisement was up 100%. Now, of course, we know coming off a very low base, but it does speak to, you know, these thematics that come and they go. Um, Scotty, before we get uh, sidetracked, because I do want to speak about the NAB business survey, uh, um, uh, Sims Metal Group, you know, the best performer on the 200 was the stock of the day today. So let's take a listen to what our expert guests had to say Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena and Josh Barker from Macro Capital. I think that's, it's it's quite a it's quite a good choice of stock of the day. I think because yeah. it shows the the other side of reporting season. Uh, what what often confounds investors is that a company comes out with let's for the sake of argument say sixty percent profit growth and then the share price tanks. Yeah. And this one came up with a 60% fall in profits and the share price rallies. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It shows that... O open lower, but then as investors <coughs> digested it, they got in. Reporting season is all about forecasts. Yep. And of course, uh, needless to say, uh, the market was positioned for a bigger fall in profits. They're, they've flagged lower revenues because they can't get the inputs. They've also got higher inflationary costs, which is a lot harder for this type of business to pass on. So yep. I'd much rather be involved in companies that have that ability to pass on those costs. Um, I, think, I think it's gonna be a common theme this reporting season. A few of the companies that we're gonna to discuss today have that, um, but some of them have it as a short-term compression and then they can pass it on. And some of them just have to ride out that, uh, that, that 
increased cost pressures. So yeah, definitely be on the side where you can pass it on rather than companies that mm. are growing revenues, growing earnings and growing dividends at the moment. Yeah. So you'd sell into the rally if you had it? Yeah, I don't think this is necessarily a, a, a terrible price for Sims. Um, there's only been about a month or a couple of there you go. So the share price finished the day higher, up 7%. Um, I finally remembered to talk about the stock of the day in a bit of detail, finishing the day at $15.68. Yeah, we have our hedge fund uh, ever come to fruition. That will be a, a double sell. So we'll be uh, putting that one in the short sellers list, but uh, uh, we're not yet at that point, are we? That was a sell into the rally if you have it as well. Okay, Scuddy. Um, look, we could talk Star Entertainment. Just terrible, terrible, terrible news down at record lows for anybody still holding. Um, we had a lot of the brokers weighing in on yesterday's results. You know, still seeing some positive share price reactions coming through there. Autonate comes to mind. Um, but look, uh, this NAB business survey. So I, I thought that was pretty resilient. You? Yeah. Remarkably resilient. I thought we were on the deteriorating trend uh, of activity, but uh, yeah, maybe uh, there's some sort of effect in January. But I tell you what, uh, relative to what's been reported by the ANZ and Westpac Consumer Sentiment and Confidence Surveys, which are basically recessionary at this point, I know who I'm trusting. And uh, the businesses are saying that demand is still pretty strong, inflationary pressures are still pretty strong. So yeah. I'm not surprised that we're hearing a lot of talk about the need for further interest rate hikes. It looks like my uh, my view that uh, they're done and dusted or very close to it is probably not going to come to fruition. Looks like there's more gas in the tank uh, from the spending revival. Yeah, just to reiterate for those who might have missed it, we saw business conditions rising. And that comes after three months of softening conditions in late 2022. We saw business confidence rising and it's around the long run average it was transport and utilities and wholesale industries that drove the increase in confidence most others were pretty stable but it's a rebound from confidence dipping into negative territory late last year um so look alan oster the chief economist saying it looks like firms just have that more optimistic outlook and i do believe that nab is now expecting to see three rate hikes coming from the RBA. Um, yeah, price and cost yeah. growth rising, you know, and still this optimism. It's, it's in, This is proof, you know, that we are, the RBA is going to have to keep going until demand is subdued. Yeah, there's a few nuances in the data as well. I know that a lot of those upstream services uh, and businesses were the ones that reported really, really strong outcomes. And I wonder how much of that reflects optimism about China's reopening. We know how important it is when it comes to supply chains and, and the like of that, and including cost pressures. But the customer-facing sectors, uh, those more aligned in that space, were a little bit softer. So I wonder whether we're just seeing a bit of you know, a nuance into some of the global shifts at the moment. But uh, yeah, all things being equal, it's uh, a really robust report. And this is a, a long-run survey. It's been around for a long period of time. So listen to what it's got to say. It's important. Yeah. Um, I know Greg McKenna, a guy that you, we, you and I both have a lot of respect for. He always used to say this was his favorite 
his favorite uh, economic data point. Uh, Westpac Consumer Confidence at Today, ANZ Consumer Confidence. Interesting that weekly read came before we saw that hike last week and the tough talk coming from the Reserve Bank governor. And already, you know, consumer confidence took a hit. Um, was there any sort of um, indication that the Westpac data was reinforcing that view? Because, of course, the Westpac data is monthly and does encompass more of that time frame. Yeah, they still would have captured uh, sediment before the RBA, I think, would have hiked rates. Uh, the one thing with the Westpac that I go and pay attention to is unemployment expectations. If you feel confident about your job security, you're far more likely to go and, and spend and you know, live life to the fullest, though, in that sort of sense. Uh, it did deteriorate a little bit, not to uh, any great uh, degree at this point in time, but rather than the headline index, I'm finding myself increasingly watching that particular sub-index uh, I think anyone can go and relate to uh, job security and uh, the impact you can go and have on your mindset towards spending. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. I will be eating at home tonight for <laughs> Valentine's Day. I, no, it has nothing to do with um, security. It has everything to do with kids and a husband and rain outside here in Sydney. So there you go. There's a little insight into my really exciting life. Um, as far as what we will be talking about tomorrow, look, so much of it is going to be dictated uh, by what happens with the U.S. tonight. I don't think we need to go into a lot of the detail, but if the number does come in hot, of course, we'll have a re-examination of, you know, any expectations for interest rate hikes. Um, look, the Fed speakers are all still singing from the same song sheet uh, and so we can leave that one there. Look, we've got a new Bank of Jam Japan governor. Uh, I, you know, I, it, it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of change. Yeah, in rhetoric. So there you go. Um, excitement potentially happening at these BOJ meetings from here on in. Scotty, have I, have I missed anything from today? No, probably say uh, goodbye and... Uh Hope all the lovers out there have a wonderful evening. Yeah, and also don't forget we've got CBA tomorrow. That's a big one. We'll be speaking with Matt Common live on the channel 225 Eastern Time. So looking forward to that. But we've got tons of CEOs coming on. We've got the CEO of um, GSG Fleet, speaking of, uh, a company that did well today. Uh, coming on tomorrow, we, I believe, will be speaking with Corporate Travel Management. I believe we'll be speaking with the CEO of ProMedica. Uh, anyways, I'm going to, my computer's just died and I don't have the full list in front of me. So I think we'll just end it there. Look, we've got great interviews for you in the show notes. We've got Steve Johnson's interview, talks about SG Fleet. In fact, we've got um, Henry Jennings, I believe, is going to be available via the show notes. No doubt he'll have a few stock picks. And geez, who knows who else? I know it'll be worth your time to click through and listen in make sure you enjoy your night and uh, i just want to tell you that it's bright and sunny and 30 degrees oh in Adelaide. you Good are night. okay goodbye scuddy goodbye